Hello, welcome to the Grace Life Podcast. The message you're about to hear, if diligently applied, will absolutely change your life. We're praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, thereby allowing the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Now let's join the service already in progress with Pastor West. Well, the Bible says, let everything that hath breath go on. Uh, 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 uh. No, I didn't say that, did it? Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. How are y'all? Everybody happy? If you're not happy, we have some hangers in the closet. Uh, we've said for years, the best way to get a smile if you don't have one, so I'll not smile about it. Well, don't worry. <clears throat> you know, a, a, a builder, a carpenter would understand if he wants to build something, he has to frame it, and he decides, you know, the shape of it by what he frames, right? So if we just put a, we find if we put a, a hanger in your mouth, and you slept with it overnight, in the morning, go wake up with a smile. <laughs> Some of y'all still trying to figure that out. That I did really good in the math. Of course, I didn't go but the sixth grade. But hallelujah. Well, this is a hard bunch. I'm sorry. Y'all are awake, right? How many of y'all go, usually go to work before 1030 in the morning? So they want you to be awake before 1030, right? So I'm awake. I'm alert. I'm sharp. Two-edged sword. Better watch out. Might cut you. On either side. Amen. Let me read a scripture to you or two. Can I do that? The Apostle Paul, also a missionary, said this. He said, For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. He said, Death works in us, but life in you. But he says this. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believed, and therefore I have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus Christ shall raise us, us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace, abundant grace, through the thanksgiving of many, thanksgiving of many, abundant grace and thanksgiving to go right together. You say, well, <clears throat> I don't know if I got abundant grace. Well, if you, when you find that out, you'll maybe you can tap into the thanksgiving. I never find anyone who knew about they had abundant grace had no thanksgiving. If you knew you was living in the abundance of grace, in the abundance of unmerited favor, in the abundance of the goodness of God, in the abundance of God's provision, how would it not be coupled with thanksgiving? I mean, even years ago, I know, you know, you got to be able to to know who Ed McMahon was when he used to go around and knock on the door and present you with, you know, you won, what, a million dollars? You know, and people usually who's even quiet and reserved, they have a quiet personality. They didn't say, well, well thank you, Brother Ed. Oh, look, we, we, we got a lunch date, so could, could we do this another time? How many of you believe that for a minute? Huh? Someone said, well, it's just not my personality. Well, leave your personality somewhere else. Bible says live by faith, not by your personality. When you meet the Lord... He won't tell you to do it. It'll just be the most natural thing in the world is you'll want to fall down. Brother Hagin had eight visions where he saw Jesus and Jesus said to him, but the point of this is that every time I fell down at his feet. 
And, and Jesus always would say, he, you know, in those type of visions where he fell down, he, he says, stand up. And he said, I'm not worthy to look on your face. He said, I would put my hands uh, on his feet, and then I put my head on his hands. And he said, but stand up. He said, but I'm not worthy. And then Jesus firmly told him, I said, stand up. He said, but I'm not worthy. He said, but my blood made you worthy. Now stand up. So we go boldly to the throne of grace and stand up. Then we go in there and sit down. Because you're seated with Christ, right? So you ought to be standing up in the Spirit this morning. You ought to be standing up. See, I'm talking about a man of God who, 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 who basically lived on hell on earth. Hmm? He didn't have 47 ushers to get him from the door in to preach. Make sure he had the right brand of water. Huh? If it takes, you know, thank God for honor, but if it takes 40 people to get you here, if it takes more for you to preach and minister than to Jesus, I ain't too sure you, we, we, we need to look at that front name. Hmm? If I don't know who I am and Eric, pastor won't do nothing. It'll be pastor mess, PM, or messy pastor, right? See, I've got to be insecure in who I am. So Paul said, you know, he said, death's working in us and life in you. He said, but it's okay because he knew, he knew that Jesus had already taught that, that, uh, that you could speak to the mountain. And we had that same spirit of faith. We said, have faith in God. That a believer can say to the mountain, be removed and cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe the things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he saith. Huh? He shall have whatsoever he saith. You say, "What well, I don't, I don't know what you don't, I, you, but you don't realize what I'm facing. I, but, but, I, but, but you don't realize what I'm saying to you. We have the same spirit of faith. What is it you believe? What is it you believe? Well, believing is a good start, but it won't do anything until you release the, that belief through, through the voice. It's voice activated. It's voice activated. And heaven hears that, but it has to come out of your mouth. You can't just say amen to what I'm saying and get any credit for it. Huh? I've had 14, 15 congregations in 20-something years. You couldn't fit them in this building if I had the one next to it. Huh? But they got tired of hearing the word. No, I just, no, I just, you know, we just, you know, we're looking for something for the children. You better get them in the word. Huh? You see, it's not my job to entertain people or youth. It's my job to minister to them. I can't go tell Jesus one day, so what'd you do with my youth? Well, we, we had nacho cheese and, you know, we, we played some music and we jammed out. Huh? You say, well, that's harsh. I'm, well, we had the same spirit of faith. Amen. And so life is going to be tough on you. Amen. So you, you, you got to be able to fight the good fight of faith and win. And you're going to find that on the inside, not on the outside. Huh? You got to be strong when, you, when your body's not strong and you're laying in the bed and saying, I'm strong. You got to say, I'm strong when the x ray says you're not strong. Huh? It's according to what you believe, but then faith has to be released through words. If you're not releasing faith through words, 
you're, 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 you're living the same level of benefits of someone that don't even belong to. Right? I mean, you can have a car, but if you don't put any gas in, what good is it? You might as well not have a car. Right? I mean, it'd be the same as a guy who don't have a car. You, you ain't going nowhere, Bubba. <laughs> right? <clears throat> now watch you. Verse 17, for our light affliction. Somebody say light. light. Now the word affliction means pressure. Anybody know what pressure is? I need to explain it to anybody. For, our, for this pressure, and he called it light. Man, you follow his life and he called his pressure light. Stone, stoned him to death and had to be raised up. Bitten by snakes, right? This man, his nickname should have been Peril. And he called all this stuff light affliction. He said, ah, oh, this is just light stuff. They said, they're going to kill you tomorrow. He said, praise God. Hallelujah. He said, but they're going to take your head off. Well, glory to God, I'll be with Jesus. Huh? He was happy. He wasn't looking for Charles Cass's book to confess him way out of there. <laughs> I mean, when the pressure comes, you already got to have the book on the inside. <laughs> huh? <clears throat> you know, you don't pour footings when it's 100% chance of rain thunderstorms. You look for another day. Can it be done? I don't know. Hmm? Right? For a light affliction, it works but for a moment. But it works for us as exceeding and turning away to glory. Verse 18, while we look not to the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. You want to change what you see? Then start looking at what you can't see. You said, oh, no, this is one of them science churches. <clears throat> no, it's not. No, no, we're not. We're not. It's not Scientology. While we look not at the things what I can see, but the things which I can't see. Well, well how do I see it? Well, I see it with my spirit. I see it in the Word of God. If I don't see it in the Word of God, there's nowhere else to go look at it. But if I see it in the Word, I have to get the, the sight of it and the image of it and see what it looks like in the Word. And then I know it's already true in the spirit realm. God didn't make this world out of nothing. He made it out of what you just can't see, but it was there. And he reached out into the spirit realm with his words, and he spoke the desired result, and he, he pulled it through the curtain, so to speak, into this realm. Huh? There's no need calling for healing or finances or anything. We don't exist. When I woke up this morning concerned this, according uh, for this service, I heard. But before you leave here, you make sure that you unlock the the, the finances for Peru. Unlock them. Unlock them. Now we're a part of that, but you hadn't left yet. So we're going to unlock them. Amen. That just means they're there. But you have an adversary who's looking to make sure that you don't do what you're intended to do, right? And he knows he, he don't have nothing new. So primarily, if he can cut off your health or your finances, he's got you. Amen. But have money, feel good, we'll travel. Y'all with me? Amen. So the finances are here. All we got to do is redirect them. I mean, people pay pay two, three thousand dollars to go to a Super Bowl. I don't, but I mean, I, I'm not against that. I'm just saying, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I kind of like to be able to stop that TiVo machine and run the bathroom. <laughs> Pick you up a few snacks. Well, once upon a time, snacks. <laughs> it was in my former life. <laughs> 
All things. All things. When you say, what's that? Then you drink it and say, I know that I know that it's good for me. That has got to be good for me. Whew, that doctor likes me. Mm. Amen. See, he knows you won't go back for seconds. Now, let me get off the stage real quick. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, look at this. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. Two verses. One and two. Therefore. Now, you see the word therefore? You ought to look and see what, it, what it's there for. Since we have surrounded, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the what? To the truth. Let us. Tell yourself, let me. Tell you never let you. Let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, every unnecessary weight. And the sin which does so readily, deftly, and cleverly cling to us and entangle us and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. Now watch here. How can you do that? Verse 2. You're going to have to look away. You're going to have to look away. Most people that I've met in life have never even got on the course, much less finished one. Many Christians have started. It's the parable of the sower. Parable of the sower. Many of them started and said, man, that's, that's a word. I'm going to get in there. That's mine. Hallelujah. And they go for a little while, but then persecution comes for the word's sake. For the what? For the word's sake. And they become upset, angry, discouraged, mad, offended, whatever it is, and the harvest gone. So you know this, but in the parable of the sower, there's only one, there's only one type of ground condition of the heart that the seed took root and grew and became 30, 60, 100 fold. And that was good ground. Was the seed the same? Was the sower the same? The only thing different was the heart. It is a proven fact. Brother Hagin always said it this way. I don't know if Jesus told him this or not, but he says, he says one out of four seemed to get it. We know just from church, I know from 25 years that 20, 25% of the people do 80% of the work. It's been that way in the workforce. It's, been, it's that way in the world. 25%, 25% of people give 80% of the finances. Hmm? Praise the Lord. So, and I just thought this interesting, that when Jesus appeared after death, there was 500 that we know saw him before he left, right? But he told, he told them to go to Jerusalem. And wait for what? The promise of the Father, which is who? The Holy Spirit. And they would be filled with the Holy Spirit. He told 500 that, but it took a few days. The Holy Spirit didn't come the first day. So how many was in the upper room? 120 out of 500. What's that? 20-something percent. One out of four. One out of four. You say, well, I don't see how that could happen because 380 of them saw Jesus after death and still he got one out of four. That's what I told the Holy Ghost when he told me that this morning. I said, I said, I said wow. So there's no need me trying to do anything. 
I mean, I'm not going to die and try to be raised dead to prove to y'all anything, right? If I've been dead for a, a day, leave me alone. Y'all just work it out somehow. Praise the Lord. If I've been there, uh, it, well, it won't, if it's a good half a day, leave, leave me alone. Amen. I'm probably going to be mad at you after 15 minutes. But, you know, after a day, leave me alone. Now watch here. Looking away from all that would distract to Jesus, who is what? The leader and the source of your faith, given the first in, initiative for our belief. And he's also the finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection, who for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, he did what? He endured the cross. He despised and ignored the shame. and is now seated at the right hand throne of God. So for you to walk through and for you to finish, you're going to have to do it by faith, and you're going to have to begin to engage your mouth. You're going to have to put your belief, what you believe, your believer, and you're going to have to hook it up with your speaker. If you're not speaking, then you lose by default. You say, but I, I believe everything you're saying. You still lose. I agree with everything. You, you lost. No, but I, I said amen. I agree with it. You, you lose. Amen. I mean, go up to Sonic, push the button and say, and be hungry and look at, look at the picture and say, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I help you with something? Oh, did you want some food? Yeah. What, what, what you want? Well, I, I believe. I believe it's the will for you all to feed me. I, and I believe I'm hungry. I believe I receive. Well, what, what do you want? I believe. Is Sonic going to bring you any food? No, they're going to be a little car come up in a few minutes because they're concerned that you might be a, a little bit off your, yeah. So, and, it, and if you're sitting here in a hard place, then what you got to do in front of that hard place is you got to put the joy in front of you. Who the joy that was set before him? Huh? Who for the joy that was set before him? Then you know Jesus did this because on the night before he was crucified, he asked his disciples in John 14, he said, I go to my father's house and, and there's, you know, we're building what? Many mansions, right? He said, but he started off with, he said, let not your heart be troubled. He's ministering them about them not letting their heart be troubled and he knows he'll be crucified in a few hours. Amen. Now that would have been on my mind, right? Anyone ever stubbed your toe? Everyone ever stepped on a nail? I have three times. But that ain't no fun, is it? Well, would you lay down to be nailed to something <laughs> when, when you could yell for help? So he's, he's ministering, let not your heart be troubled. Hallelujah. So let's just set the joy in front of us. Now, now we're on a mission today. We're here to receive. We're here to hear. We're here to get a bigger vision of what God is in the earth. I don't know if you know this. God does live outside of Jemison. He encompasses all Jemison and where you're from. But the Lord does leave sometimes the greater Alabama area. He knows it's the state of the beautiful. He, he understands all that. He understands Alabama. I mean, he understands football, and he understands all that kind of stuff. But you know what? He's bigger than all that. And I don't know how God is here and proved at the same time. I don't have a clue. But that's the reason why he wrote the book, and I read it. There's something I know about God. He's God, and I'm not. Right? So... We have a divine appointment today. We're going to hear words from heaven. We're going to hear, we're going to hear things and see things that we need to save because what we're trying to do is God has a need. God has a desire. God loves the people of the earth more than you love them. God loves you more than you love you. Right? 
Amen. So all, all we're doing is, is coming together for such a time as this to get an image, to get a bigger idea of what God's saying to us around the earth. Amen. Around the earth. And then he lets us get in on it. Amen. Amen. And we're, and we're going to unlock finances right now in Jesus' name. I was going to, I, I thought I was going to, supposed to do it at the end. I'm going to do it right now in Jesus' name. Just like when Jesus walked up to Lazarus' tomb. And he looked at the budget and the budget stunk. Hmm? See, see forget numbers. Forget numbers. Pre- preachers like numbers. There should be more numbers here today. I, I didn't start yesterday, so so that that that, that don't really you know I, I don't like that, but but that really don't mean nothing. Here's what I do know about numbers: the majority of people, if you're looking for what the majority of people are doing, what they're doing is not the right thing. Six percent of the United States is what they call financially free, who's really wealthy. Six percent of the United States. 94% of the people work for those people and they're in a system that works for those people and those are the people who clog the interstate in the morning while you can't get to work. So 94% of the people work in a system where they don't have quite enough usually. And that's why 65 and 459 is so crowded in the morning because you're stuck in the 94%. But the guy who owns the company, perhaps, or companies, he's not out, he's not out there. Huh? Amen. He might be on the golf course. I don't know where he's at. So the majority of people, if, if you observe, if you want to be correct, observe what the masses of people are doing, then do, do the opposite. As I said to you years ago, I don't think anybody could see the wealth that was in Peru and the wealth of the people. That's the reason why there's no traffic jam trying to get up that mountain. Right, Bo. I mean, I've never been there. Bo's, Brother Bo's been there. Is there any traffic jam of people trying to get to meet the needs of the people that, that you kids can't hardly get? Let this know, the missionary. Let this know. They got up. No traffic jam at all. So observe the masses and go do the opposite. Hmm? Jesus' death didn't have anyone left, but his mother and John came back at the end. John left too. The masses weren't there, his disciples weren't there. The masses were not there. When the Holy Ghost came, the biggest thing that ever invaded the earth, the Holy Ghost, there was only 120 people to see it. Amen. The masses like something they can understand. They like to go sit down with a little four-page bulletin and listen to and make my soul and my emotions feel better. Amen. But that's not how you revolutionize the world. Huh? Like Mark Hankins say, he said, man, he says, you're going to do this by faith, and faith ain't always pretty. He says, purdy. Y'all know what purdy is? Faith ain't always purdy. You might have to get your hands messy. Everybody got real quiet. Praise God. So just decide on the front end, there's going to be some things to deal with and walk through. You say, I ain't confessing that. You won't have to. Just live on, brother. Just, just live on. <laughs> you say, well, I don't ever have a problem with the devil like you're talking about. Well, no one ever does when they, when they go in the same direction he is. But when you turn around, you say, oh, well, you must be who they're talking about. <laughs> and when you decide to do something, you're like the old guy, the guy who, you know, whoever has the ball, football, who gets tackled. Remember that? Pitch to someone else. 
He said, man, I'm going to walk this life of faith. And all of a sudden, the devil comes. He says, oh, and he throws it at somebody. It's like hot potato. <laughs> then you just want to go back and go to church. But see, we're, we're, not, we're not doing church. This is not even church. Matter of fact, this, we're not even in church. Better than that, we're not, we're not even having church today. You know why? Because we are the church. Amen. You have to define the activity out of what, of what happens in this room because of us, not because of a building. If the walls is removed, the ceiling was gone, and we were sitting here on, on, on the ground, we, the, the church would still be in full tact. Amen. We know that here, but in here we're like, if you took the building, we'd be like, I, we, we don't have a church. But when you die and leave your body, you'll probably get a, a glance at it as you come out. And there'll be a real you, leaving the you that wasn't the real you. How many of y'all looking forward to a brand new body? If you're 10 years old, you're not, you don't say, well, I'm fine with this one, but I'm just telling you how to live on. Hallelujah. Say God's good. good. All the time. time. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we release the finances. We unlock the finances. You know every mystery. You know where the finances are. You know who they've been assigned. You know who you're dealing with. You know where they're coming from. You know where the favor needs to be released from. So, in Jesus' name, we release the finances of of, uh, the figure that uh, Missionary C has in his heart, whether it's Thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, whatever it's going to take to do this year. We just, we just release those finances right now in Jesus' name uh, to come to Him in the name of Jesus, Father. I thank you, Lord. He is just drenched with supernatural favor that they don't see a man, but they see a God. They don't hear the words of a man, but they hear the words of God, and they'll hear and they'll obey. He's not pulling on finances. He's not looking to people. He's not believing in people. He's believing in you. Father, I thank you, Lord, that everyone on his team is sufficiently funded uh, uh, to, to do and go on in this mission trip to be the blessing, to be your hands and your feet in the world. I thank you, Lord, in that, Father God, that everything that they put their hands to is blessed, everything in their home and their businesses, in the workplace, Father God, while they're here and while they're gone, is protected and kept safe. And I, and I pronounce increase upon every member, Father God. I thank you, Father God, this will be a marker year in Jesus' name, a marker year in Jesus' name in the life of, of, of this team and of what's going to happen. I, it, it, I, hear, I hear the word invasion. I, I, I hear the word more. I, I hear the word abundantly more than you thought or that you would even ask or think. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you'll bring the finances and the increase out of unknown secret places. Things that, Father God, that it does not even look possible. Not even possible. Never thought for a moment it would come from such a place as this. Supernatural favor abounded. Angels go forth. Angels go forth. Angels go forth into these places and cause the finances to, 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 to come forth in Jesus' name. We loose you. We loose you in Jesus' name. We loose you. We loose the abundant supply, Father God, that this is not a hard thing, but it's an easy thing in Jesus' name. I'm sorry to take so much of your time, sir, but you just go. Bless us. Come on, put your hands together and give God some glory. Glory to God. How many love Jesus? How many of you glad you're saved? Glory to God. Amen. Pastor, I'm glad you did. Uh, 
say all of that because to see him moving around like he was. <laughs> come on, man. Come on. God, come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. God is doing something. A work is being done in him. Glory to God. And we are in agreement, right? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Um, I was I was thinking, I'm just saying this real quick. Uh, I like to be led by the spirit of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Uh, he was putting a lot of emphasis on words. And several years ago, I had a Bible study. And the Lord had me to put emphasis on words. And he told me to put emphasis on words, even from my own personal life, like I never had before. He told me to, well, let's just say it. Let me just say this. After the class, we, we finished. God said, I'm finished with you here. Um, the class is over. I called one of the, the ladies uh, that was a part of our Bible study. And, and I was telling her about words, kind of like what Pastor was saying today, that remember your words has power. Your words will frame your life. Your words, will, will do whatever you need, is, is, it has to do with your words that you say. And she, she didn't think much of it. She just nonchalantly said, oh, I, I heard that before. That's what she said. She said, she said oh, I heard that before. I, I, I'm, I'm aware of Charles Capps' material. Uh, I, I've, I've heard that before. And then she hung up. And then the Spirit of the Lord told me, he started dealing with me about it. It was something about that statement that wasn't right. And the Lord told me to never, ever let those words come out of your mouth. Ever. When it comes to words. Don't ever take that attitude. Oh, I've heard that before. As though you don't need to hear it. Again. Last week, another member of that Bible study called me and told me that that very woman that I just mentioned has been diagnosed with cancer at the brain. And they don't know what or how, and there is doctors have no answers for her. And the medical science have no answers to reserve her life. But I don't heard that before. If there's one thing you need to get in your spirit and never forget it, it's the power of words. He said more in that little short time than you can imagine. If you go back and listen to the tape, if you just pray and you go back and listen real closely and ask the Holy Ghost, Lord, don't let me miss a word. Let, help me to, to, to get what you're trying to tell me. And you listen to what he just said. You will be amazed. You really will be amazed at what was just said to you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Before we get into second gear, 
I'm going to go ahead and let's let's look at the video of 2018. Amen. It was the largest team we had ever taken in the history of Rome Sea Ministries. Amen. Amen. Come on, I think we can give God some glory for that team. We um Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. He's so good. He's a good God. There's something. Um, I, I I got from Smith Wigglesworth. I wasn't planning on mentioning it, but it just these words kind of re- made me think about Pastor. You Pastor. He, he says this is his his words. They they want to know how did he get to where he, where he's at with his faith, because that's the thing that stands out in the minds of people the most is his bold faith. And he says, great faith is the product of great fights. He says, great testimonies are the the outcome of great tests. I'm going to say that again. Great testimonies are the outcome of great tests. He says, great triumphs can only come out of great triers. My God, Smith Wigglesworth. Bold man. Uh, I was just show you the boldness. I just I heard a lot of his stories, but there there was one recently in my recent story I, I heard of him. They he he walks out in the the auditorium. I wasn't planning on saying this, and and he says to the congregation, "I want the most I want the the most severe case in here to come up. The the the, the greatest need, the greatest." Sickness, the greatest, the biggest, the, the most severe case in here. I want you to come up and say that was a woman, an old woman that was that had that was dying. I think she had stage four cancer and she couldn't even walk. And two men brought her up there. And he says they was on both sides of holding her up for, so she can stand. He looks at her and said, let her stand on her own. And they they removed their hands and she, boom, fell. Pick her up. And he didn't say let her fall. He said let her stand. The crowd didn't like that. The crowd started booing him. He lost the crowd. But they said one of the things that they like about Smith, he never cared squat diddly about nothing about what people thought about him. <laughs> Pick her up. <laughs> stand on your own. Stand. And they let her go. Let her go. Let her stand. Boom. She fell again. And by this time, the crowd done went wild now. He looked at the crowd. Pick her up. <laughs> he speaks strong. <laughs> let her stand on her own. And they let her go. And to everybody's amazement, she stands. He looks on the ground. And they see the cancer laying out there on the ground. That's the man 
that said this. If anybody know something about faith, he would know. And I didn't know. I just recently found out that God raised raised him up off of his deathbed. I didn't know that. And and uh, and there's some things about him that encouraged me lately. I've been listening to him, and what one of the things that I that blessed me is that he didn't have no education. <laughs> They said a lot of theologians, they tried to, to, to contradict his preaching, but he said, but they don't have no results when they pray. <laughs> I just, uh, that wasn't my plans, but uh, I wanted to, that came when I read that, when I saw that first, I thought about Pastor, Pastor Wes. And um, God is, God is, and I'm excited about what God is doing in his life. You need to get excited with me. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I see a David in him. There came a time when David fought his greatest test, which was the giant. Um, it looked it in the natural like it was his end, like there was the end of David. It was merely the beginning of David. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Glory to God. Glory to God. He says Smith Wigglesworth wasn't worldly, worldwide known until he was 65. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> this man is just stored. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So let's get fired up. Let's get excited about, about what God is doing at Grace Life Church. Amen. Can you say glory to God? I'm going to read a scripture. Um, I don't know how much time I got, and I'm going to respect your time. Um, it says in Ephesians 6, I'd like for you to go to Ephesians 6. Bo, it's good to see you. Thank you for coming. Amen. Amen. That brother has been an amazing blessing to pass book to me. Amen. Good to see you, Levi. Amen. My brother, Bill. My God, thank God for Bill. Amen. When we was kids, my sister got, went, got, my sister was, she went, she cried because they had a song to come out about Bill and they didn't make one by her. <laughs> the song was, don't mess with Bill. Leave Billy alone. <laughs> when they used to hear it all the time, I said, crying. He made no song about me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We got we we get together with our family and we just have a lot of fun. We laugh. Um, I was thinking one of my best, one of my favorite thoughts, my memory of Pastor West when we went on a trip to see one of Brother Hagen meetings. And man, you I thought about it this morning. If you had a scene here and I in that hotel room, it was like two kids, like ten years old. 
we was all up in the, I was up in the bed, make I mean we was <laughs> we was we was like like kids. And and uh, I was telling him some things about my ministry and I was demonstrating and and man it, it, one of the best one of the things that I liked the most about him, I love to see him laugh. <laughs> and he was like cracking his side. I mean he would when he get through he would say, Do it, tell me again, do it again. <laughs> And we got absolutely no rest that night. We stayed up all night, and we went went to church the next day. And one of the favorite memories is when I got home, when we got to the airport in Birmingham, and will never forget this as long as I live. All his children, they was by his wife, and when she let them go, every one of them just took out the running, and they ran, and they just. One grabbed his leg, and the other one grabbed his other leg, and the other one grabbed his arms around, and the other one jumped up in his arms, and and uh, they missed him so much. I said, "What what special gift that was?" It made a statement about him as a man, and he said, "I never leave him again," and we never went on another trip like that. <laughs> Never forget that, man. Never forget that as long as I live. That was one of my favorite memories of him. Glory to God. Oh, man, we always been friends. And I want to say thank you, Pastor, for, for opening your doors and your pulpit. And you've been a part of this ministry ever since the beginning. Not just when my ministry started in missions, but, but from the day we met, He's always had his doors open for me. Well, that's been a long time. We, we saw each other's children grow up to be adults. I mean, amen. So that's one of my very favorite friends. Amen. My brother in Christ. Glory to God. Love him. Amen. Uh, Ephesians 6. If you don't have it now, you probably don't worry about it. You won't never find it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Glory to God. Uh, after these last two years of missions, I come to see these scriptures in a whole new light. Um, I believe that these scriptures here, we know that it's for everybody, the word of God. But I believe these scriptures here was not written for weak, whining crybabies. 
<laughs> Amen. Now, don't get me wrong. Just because you cry, don't make you a cry baby. Amen. Some people can't take nothing. But uh, <laughs> but he's talking about a soldiers. Come on, somebody. Getting ready to do war. Can you say amen? So 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 the subject that that, that God gave me is in the form of a question. Are you a threat? Glory to God. Are you a threat? See, 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 if you're not, you never have to worry about this here. Let me let me read something to you. It says in the old West. It was common to see a poster on the wall of the town jail. Or an, a post office with a man picture below. Listen to this. The words wanted dead or alive. The words wanted dead or alive. And these was the, the most notorious criminals who opposed the greatest danger to society. He went on to say this. He said, let me ask you a personal question. Are there a wanted, dead, or alive posted in hell with your name on it? Are you a real danger to hell? Do, do, do you cause problems for Satan legions of demons? Are you pushing back Satan's agenda for planet Earth? Are the unsaved in danger of receiving salvation through you? Will someone receive healing because you dare to pray for them? Will someone's life be impacted because you chose to pray for them in the workplace during a difficult time in their life? Will a city be impacted for Jesus Christ because of you. He went on to say this, and I want y'all to listen. He says, millions of believers sit on the sidelines every day, having no impact on the kingdom of darkness. Their names would never appear on a wanted poster in hell. Because Satan sees that they are no threat. However, God want us or want you to be a threat to Satan's kingdom. Shando lande kese bokori andakasi. Holy Ghost, have your way in this service. In Jesus' name. After last year, the 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 things that we encountered, 
Bo was there. It was unlike anything. Um, I thought about the year before then, these last two years. My God, it's like I stirred up a wolf nest or something. Amen. Can you imagine being bald headed and you slept, you stirred up a wolf nest? <laughs> you know, you get close to them, they, they kind of like, you getting in the closer. You come on, look. <laughs> Their wings start coming up like they're getting in that mode, that attack mode. Yeah. Yeah, I stirred it. I stirred up hell. Something happened. Amen. Can you imagine? I want y'all to think about this. Can you imagine getting ready to get up and preach? Right before you were getting ready to go, you're going to, to church and you, it's your night to preach. And right before you leave home, you get a, you get a phone call from your doctor's office. And they tell, and they tell you, uh, I never told you this, Bill, that you're dying. You're dying. You need to see a specialist right away. Is it that serious? Yeah, we just got our test, test, uh, back. We got, we got our test back and, uh, you're dying. You need to see a specialist right away. Right before I get ready, right before my mission trip, right, ain't it strange? Right before it's time to go to carry the gospel to the world. Getting ready, right before I get ready to preach, I get that message. Glory to God. My God, people did not know what I was going through. What I got with that guy right there. He laid hands on me and prayed for me and gave me a word. Gave me a word. And I went back to the doctor and they said, you don't have to go to no specialist. You okay? <laughs> oh, somebody ought to be praising God right now. Come on, somebody. That's huge. You think he's not a threat? You crazy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We need him. All those years ago when we met. I did not. He said, when God blessed, not going back over that carpet thing, but when God blessed me with that carpet through him, uh, it's hard to not talk about it a little bit. <laughs> I had been talking to that flow for a year, two years and a half. I remember what Charles Cap said. <laughs> you have what you said. I didn't have the money, so I had words, and that's all I knew. <laughs> Picture a black preacher in this, this church, a white preacher shows up you ain't never seen before. Tell you the Lord sent me here to copy your church. Man, I started running. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
started jumping up and down, hollering, Joel, hallelujah. Mm. Whoo, man, you know, you don't know. I saw the hand of God. That's how we met. That's how we met. And God has always given him a word from heaven. It wasn't the carpet that did it. It was, I saw the hand of God. The first time in a, in a level like thousands of dollars we couldn't have, we couldn't raise, it, it showed up just like the Bible said, words spoken into existence. Never heard of him, never seen him. Shows up out of the middle of nowhere and said, God, shit. I was doing all that talking and and he interrupted me. The Lord told, I'm just talking. You know how I can talk sometimes. (laughs) The Lord told me in the carpet of Detroit, I stopped talking. (laughs) 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 He knew how to shut me up. But he said something. I want y'all to get this. He said, this meeting, and I'll never forget it, it's not about a piece of rug. That's the way he said it. He didn't use the word carpet. He said rug. This is not about a piece of rug. <sighs> Truer words. Give me a second here. I got happy. <laughs> Truer words could not have been spoken. As years later, his prayers were going to save my life from my early grave. It was a matter of life and death that we would be friends. Bo, you didn't know that, did you? I see the look on your face. Uh, he didn't know that. I didn't tell. I didn't, only two people I told. I told my pastor. He said, you ain't told Bo yet. You ain't told Bo. No, he, he know how me and close Bo is. He said, and then I, I said, no, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't told nobody. I told Pastor. And uh, I did tell, I told Matt because I thought I was going to have to send my team on by, my, by theirself. Um, but God intervened. Ain't that awesome? But why why did I say all of that for this reason? I had a talk with God and I asked him, these last two years have been crazy. What are you saying? And and, and all of this, what are you, what, what, what all this mean? And he told me to read and study about this missionary. He's not known as a missionary, but but he's a missionary and his name is the, we call him the Apostle Paul. And all of your questions will be answered. This is one of the things that came up in my study is this. Uh, you would never, these are the words, you would never do anything. I want y'all to listen to this. Listen to me close. You'll never be, you will never do anything significant for God. If you always running, from challenges, always running, trying to avoid challenges. 
If you're always running like a dog with a tail stuck between the leg. Fear, scared of oppositions, challenges. Is one girl, she had a bad experience. Said, I'd never go back to Peru. She'll never have an impact on the kingdom of, of hell. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I'm going to show you some people. Um, I'm trying to make sure I don't waste too much time. There have been a lot of people I named. Well, I'm not even going to go into the names. I came up with several people that, that, that I feel like was a great impact on the kingdom of darkness. But I'm going to say this because I've already said more than what I planned to say. The one, the man that had the greatest impact on the kingdom of hell and the kingdom of darkness was a man by the name of Jesus. <laughs> Can we all agree with that? He was known as the, as the lamb, as the lion. He was known as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. So since I, since I heard that the Lord had me to, to research a little bit about the lion, his character, and I found out something about the lion that's interesting. A lion is not the biggest animal in the jungle. What you say? I think it's the, the elephant. The lion is not the fastest animal in the jungle. If I'm correct, I think it's the cheetah. The lion is not the toughest animal in the jungle in terms of skin. Uh, I believe it's the hippopotamus. But he thinks he is. <laughs> when a lion roars, everything in the jungle trembles. <laughs> Amen. Jesus. Now, now, I, I read somewhere that when a lion roars, he can be heard up to seven. Now, up to eight kilometers away. And, and I said, Lord, what is that? If you, you, if you turn it into miles, if you turn it into a distance where we can understand it, that's five miles of radiance. Now, think about it. Everything within a radiance, a circle, five miles away in the jungle is trembling. Because of that sound, the squirrels jumping their hole, the monkeys run up in the tree, everything running because the lion is, <laughs> amen. Now, what are you saying? Why you say all of that? That's Jesus. I see that. I see that same character in Jesus in the fourth and fifth chapter of Mark. You're talking about a threat to the kingdom of, of darkness. After Jesus in the fourth chapter has spoke to the winds and the waves and, and, and the enemy tried to stop him from getting over across that, that lake. When they finally got over there, this is interesting. We're talking now, first of all, let me say this. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now, well, who are we talking about here? What are we talking about? We're talking about a missionary, another missionary. 
How many of you know that Jesus was a missionary? You know the scripture that says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. There was a time that he only had one son and he made him a missionary. He left his home in heaven, his golden city, to go to a foreign country called Earth to die on a cross for the sins of the world. First missionary, baby. Come on, somebody. So, so in the fourth chapter of Mark, we find his, his missionary team on the boat <laughs> and the enemy trying to stop him from getting across. So he gets across and there's a man there that's possessed with 6,000 demons. That's what a legion is, 6,000. No one could bind this man, not with chains. No one could put handcuffs on him. He'll break the chain, tear up the handcuffs. You couldn't bind him. You couldn't bind him. This man was so messed up. He was running back and forth in the mountain, back to the, uh, to, to, to the graveyard. Buck naked. <laughs> you know he was messed up. He was crying and cutting himself with stones. He was full of demons. But now look here. I want y'all to see what happened here. In in the sixth verse, he says, when Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, bowed low before him with a shriek. He screamed, why are you interfering with me? I want to stop right there. Have you ever heard the word shriek? I never heard that word before. I didn't know. I want to know what it means. S-H-R-I-E-K. Never heard that word before. Shriek. You might have. I haven't. So I decided to look it up and find out what does it, what does it mean? We said, what a shriek, he screamed. Well, I looked it up and it said it's a, it's a high-pitched, piercing sound of words, especially as an expression of terror and pain. <laughs> Glory to God. Terror. So with this high-pitched, piercing sound of terror, of fear, he cries. He said, he said, he, he said, why are you interfering with me? And then he called him by his name. Jesus, son of the most high, son of the most high God. In the name, this is what they said, these demons said, in the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. He was a threat. And in my own words, I said like this, just make it plain, just write down Alabama country language. Jesus said, shut up and come out of the man. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. Are you a threat to the kingdom of darkness? This was interesting. I wanted to say this. In Colossians 2.15, it says, In having spoiled or disarmed principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. The word, he made a show of them openly. This is what it meant. In the, in the back, back in the Bible days, 
when a king, we did some research, when a king defeat another kingdom, what they would do, it was their custom to take the defeated king and cut, the hand, cut their, their thumb off for the purpose that he couldn't hold a sword. Then they would cut his big toe off, both big toes off his, his feet, so he wouldn't have any balance. They would either put a, a ring in his nose or around his neck, and they would pull him behind the triumphant king. And because he couldn't, he didn't, he couldn't keep up and he didn't have no balance, a lot of times they would fall and they would drag that defeated king through mud and water. And little kids would run up and then they would spit on him because they had no fear because that king was no threat anymore. His powers were stripped from him. That's what Jesus did to our enemy. Now, this is what I said when I read that. I said, if that's true, it sure don't look like it. Amen. I said, it don't look like it. When I look at the news, when I visit the hospitals, when I look at the divorce rates, when I look at uh, when I look at the crime rates, when I look at the chaos and the confusions and the war and the and the, uh, what's that word? Uh, 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 I'm trying to find. But but it just it just it just this world is in such great chaos. It don't look like it, do it? It don't it don't look the picture that I just painted of you of Satan. Well, you look into the world, it don't look like that's true, do it? Hallelujah. But I learned something about what he just talked about today earlier. Confession. Do you not know what that is? The word confession means in the Greek. I had heard it talk, but I had to see it for myself. I had to look it up myself and see was it true. It's, to, it's amazing what that word really means, the Confession. It means it means to say the same thing God said. And it means to agree. With God. Regardless of what it look like. Are you listening to me? It don't matter what it looks like. If God said it, it is so. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, I know it don't look like it, but that don't mean nothing. Let me just say this. I ran across something that was interesting. I want y'all to hear this. You you got to hear this. There there was a bishop. He was going to preach at this other church. And the pastor sent his people out to get him at the airport. They get to the airport. They look for bishop and they couldn't find him. They, They looked for bishop for a whole hour and they couldn't find bishop. So they called pastor back and said, pastor, we can't find him. We looked everywhere. We couldn't find bishop. And he said, okay, let me call him. Let me call him real quick. They called bishop. They said, bishop, my men said that they couldn't find you. Are you there? Are you sure you're there? Yeah, I've been here for a whole hour. And finally, they saw bishop. And when they saw bishop, they said, "Uh, sir, I'm sorry it took us so long to find you. Uh, You, you. You don't look like your picture. 
Bishop had sent him a picture of himself when he was 30 years younger. <laughs> I said, that got black written all over it. <laughs> he said, you don't look, you don't look like your picture. And the Lord gave me a word for that. When I look at the church, I must say the same thing. You don't look like your picture. Your picture said you were more than a conqueror. Your picture said greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Your picture said the works that I do, you shall do also and greater works than these shall you do. Your picture said you shall walk on, you shall tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by an enemy hurt you. Amen. Your picture, glory to God. Amen. You don't look like your picture, sir. Hallelujah. How do we get to that place where we look like our picture? We got to do what he said. He's been defeated. But you know what? We give him his power back when we speak what he wants us to say. The scripture said, and we'll leave you with this. This, this, is, this is liberating what I'm about to tell you. We overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. What do that mean? Your testimony. Word of your testimony. I thought I knew what that meant. But it just never added up. I, I thought for most of my saved life. I didn't know the answer to that question. I thought I knew it. But it wasn't right. I mean it didn't add up. How is my testimony? I got a, I got a shiny car. Gonna go and gonna compare with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus and the word of your test. What do that mean? Uh, it, it, it means more than what we think it means. The blood of the lamb. First of all, without the blood of the lamb, you have no testimony. Now, what is the testimony? The, it didn't just say your testimony. It said your word of your testimony. What is the word of your testimony? The word of God. This is this is what he's talking about. The word. Now, it makes sense. Now, the word of God can stand in the same room of the blood of Jesus. The word. What is your testimony? This is your testimony. Who you are in Christ because of the blood of the lamb. Glory to God. All those things I just said is possible because of the blood of the lamb. And how do we activate that? That make it to become a reality. Do what he just said. We got to say it. E.W. King said, you will never be a conqueror if you don't confess it. If you keep calling yourself a loser, if you keep saying you're losing, you keep saying I'm this and I'm that and you speak in defeat, it'll never happen for you. Are you listening to me? So this is the way you become a threat. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And when everybody else is losing, you can rise up and win. Come on, somebody. 
God will be as big as, as you will allow him to be in your life. Satan will be as big as you allow him to be in your life. Glory to God. Just remember that picture. When it comes to he's already been defeated. Amen. One quick thing before I sit down. I was getting ready the other day. I was getting ready to go to my favorite place in the park to, to pray. And, and a dark cloud came in and, and it looked like a tornado was about to come. And it looked like the bottom was going to fall out. And I thought, man, I'm going to have to go somewhere else and pray then. Because I like to go to that certain place and, and pray. It's just a certain spot. I just like, it's just like Jesus meeting me there. Just like God Almighty. It's like Moses going up into the mountain. Hallelujah. I just like that spot. And so, but it looked like it wasn't going to happen. And then the Holy Spirit told me to look into your, your cell phone. Look at the, the weather report. I looked at the weather report. You know what the weather report said? No, it's no rain. It's not gonna, it's not gonna rain. And, and I decided to, to trust it. And it looked like a tornado was coming, but I ignored it. I went on to my favorite place and the Holy Ghost, who, he was with me, he was in me, but he was waiting on me. <laughs> and I had a great time and about an hour of of a communion, uh, uh, fellowshipping with God. In about an hour, the sun came out. And those ugly clouds went away. And the Lord said, I'm teaching you something, son. If we could ever get to that place in my word, when a dark cloud comes in our life, if we can focus more on what I said, than what the circumstances are saying, what the word of God said will drive out what you can see in your natural eyes. Amen. Amen. But that is as much easier said than done. That is one of the most difficult, greatest challenge in the faith walk is to separate the seen from the unseen. When your body is racking with pain, and yet you focus on the word more than that pain. When the doctor report said this and God said that, it's a different story. Uh, but but I'm just saying we could it's the answer. We can do it. But that's where the greatest challenge of walking by faith. If we could ever get to that place where God's word is greater than any circumstances that we're facing. It's just a matter of time. We don't know what that day is going to be when it's going to go away. But it's got to go. Amen. It can't stay there. Amen. Are you listening Amen. to me? It's just a matter of time. Listen to this. The battle is always, I hope you all get this. It is always won or lost with what you say. Amen. It is won or lost with words. The, whatever you're dealing with, your battle is going to be worn or lost based on what you say in the midst of it. Are uh, you listening to me? 
you cannot have a double or dual confession. You can't talk positive now. And then and then when that pain hits you, you, you go to talking that pain uh, or that something else happened. And you talk, talking the circumstances that that negative report, that negative words will overpower your positive words every single time. It will not be if you speak that negative word, it's going to overpower the positive that you said or mess everything you said up. So you got to have one confession. It got to be the word of God and only the word of God only. Amen. Amen. J.R. was got that bad report. Jesus was almost at his door. And Jesus saw it in his eyes. He said, fear not. Only you already confess that I'm going to touch it and she is going to be healed. Don't stop now. I'm already at his door. I'm at the door. (laughs) Keep one confession. And it'll be a matter of time before everybody is jumping and shouting the victory with you. That cancer is gone. That tumor is gone. That condition is gone. That big debt is gone. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The money came in. Glory to God. Look at that. What God has done. Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your healing power flowing through his body right now, driving out every symptom of pain, discomfort in the name of Jesus. I speak complete, total healing in the name of Jesus. Power, go into his body right now in the name of Jesus. He's healed in Jesus' name. I speak healing in the Jesus, in his bones. I, sp- I speak healing in his muscles. I, I speak healing in his nerves. I speak healing right now in the name of Jesus. I come against the dizziness. I come against everything that's not right in his body. I command it to line up with the word of God. Line up with the word of God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 I can't imagine life without him. We need him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Glory. God is doing something right now. God is doing something in him right now. God is doing something. Let's stay connected. Stay connected. God is doing something right now. I see God is doing something in his body right now. Hallelujah. God is doing something in him right now. That's it. They pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody, pray in the Holy Ghost. 
He's our gift. He's our gift. Hata the devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. I say, you're a liar. You're defeated. You have no power. You've been scripted. The blood of the lamb. The blood of the lamb. The blood of the lamb. In the word of our testimony. We overcome. We overcome. We overcome. We stand on your word. We stand on your word. We stand on your word. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you for the testimony. Thank you for the testimony. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Three days. Three days. Something big in three days. Three days. It's not just, it's not a mind thing in three days. So it's three days. Something's happening in three days. Something's happening right now. It could happen before three days, but in three days, something's happening. You can tell the difference, a big difference. Hallelujah. All right, praise God. Isn't God good? I'm going to tell you, Pastor, see, we've had some good times. You've done some good preaching. That might have been the best I've ever heard you do. You know, it was really good. The word was good. It's right on target. Things he said, I mean, it was it's just stir you up, right? And the greatest time to give is when something good is really happening, right? So we're just going to stay in that flow. And uh, ushers, you can come on up and uh, uh, raise your hand if you need an envelope. Hallelujah. If you have to do like my wife and I and do it on the iPad, whatever you need to do to do it, do it. But let me tell you this. Uh, everybody got a little Walmart money. <laughs> if you don't believe that, take your kids to Walmart today. Everybody's got Walmart. Hey, has anybody ever been to Walmart and spent less than $100? Uh, if you do, please talk to us. I don't know how you do it. What I'm saying is this. you got something to put in the ground, no matter what it is. The woman, remember the woman who put in, a, it was less than a penny, really, by our standards, but that's all she had. And the Lord said, because you've given the best, you've given everything you had, he took notice of that. There's a lot of wealthy people there, too, though. They were putting in the bucket, too, but he didn't say that about them. Sometimes we have to give to what we feel like it hurts. And the the Holy Ghost has done some great things here today and still doing some things here today. So if you want to sow into that and, and, and call in your harvest, 
If you need something in your body, I'm, I mean, you, you, the evidence of the Holy Ghost is always here, but you've seen, you've seen the manifestation of some things today through the preaching of the word and, and the anointing. And so if you want to sow into that, if you've got whatever your need may be in your life today, if you will sow into that. Now remember, don't worry about what your checking account looks like. Don't write us one of them checks that might not make it to the bank. But what I'm trying to tell you is this, that when God gets in the middle of something, you suddenly should be now. I heard a man testifying this this past uh, a week. I was studying some stuff he put out, and he's talking about calling, sowing a seed money to kill deer. He said he never, he never hunts over 30 minutes either. Kills all the deer he needs. To feed his family. True story. But he said, what got me, he said he sowed for it. So whatever you need today, whether it's believing for someone, or it's believing for a healing, or whatever you need, the Bible says he gives seed to the sower. So as you begin to sow today, I'm going to tell you that, that he's already supplied the seed for you to sow. So, uh, should you already passed out the envelopes? All right. Well, let, let's do it this way. Just raise your hands to heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. We thank you right now, Lord, that, that, that great and mighty things are happening even as we begin to worship you with our giving today. As we begin to worship you, Father God, and thank you, Lord, for what you've already done, Father. That things have already been accomplished, Lord. That things have already been seen in the spirit realm, Lord. We've received them in the spirit realm, Lord. And now we expect the manifestation of them, Lord. And Lord, I say that, that today, Lord, that finances turn around, bodies turn around, mindsets turn around. Father, I thank you that Pastor C, as he goes, Lord, and as he begins to hit the mission field, that everywhere he puts his foot, that the supernatural favor of God is upon him Lord that supernatural offerings are coming Lord I say right now yes that those people who have said we're going to give but they've never give they talk good but they never really give I say Lord that you begin to stir them up and remind them Lord and that they need to stir themselves up Lord and begin to send those finances to this man of God and Lord I thank you that his trip is paid for in abundance Lord and he has more than enough to go he has enough when he comes back to live on Father and Lord we thank you Lord that, that today that we're a part of that and we bless you for it and Father we thank you for pastor's healing today in Jesus name Amen Hallelujah. Get through Go ahead and stand. We're going to do this. We're going to dismiss this way this today. If you don't mind, raise your hand. I just call you blessed. And I say that everywhere you go and everything you endeavor to do, you have the peace of God, the power of God, and the love of God on your life. And though a thousand may fall at one side and ten thousand at the other, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. So I say that everyone at Grace Life Church goes out today and they preach the gospel in Jesus' name. And you agree with that? Say amen. Hallelujah, dismissed.